scripture this morning is taken from Ephesians, third verse, third chapter, verses 14 through 21. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ and Jesus, through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Do you all have a car like this? <laughs> of course, this is not my car, but it's my dream car. <laughs> but do you know, you have a car, and do you know the specifications of your car? How many horsepower, the dimension of your car, what drivetrain, mile gallon. So when people buy a car, they want to know the specifications of the car they're looking for, right? It is important. Now what about church? What are the specifications of church. What is the specification of our church, first church? What specifications would make people to join us to choose first church to worship together, to serve together? Is our membership how many people we are and how long we've been here? Or how big and beautiful sanctuary we have like this. So let's think about what are the specifications of a church. In today's scripture reading, Paul talks about church's specification in his prayer. So let's find out. The first specifications is who is our maker, right? You want to know what brand your car. So who is our maker? He prays, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. We are Church, we are made by our Father in heaven. And God gave us not only life, but also the meaning and purpose of being by naming us. By naming us. So, not like the people in the world, but we are not here not like what they believe, but we are here believe that we are not randomly or accidentally here living. But 
we're living with the unique purposes for each one of us, right? I'm sure even husband and wife have a different journey, right? Even they're living together. So every human being has special reason, special mission, special purpose by God. And we call it the fate, right? What do you do with the, your fate? Sometimes they try to change their fate, but a lot of people, they just accept. But what we do, church, we entrust our faith to our Lord by prayer, kneeling in prayer. So, he talks, Paul talks about our attitude towards God, our maker. It is not just the posture, but it is our external attitude of internal obedience and humbleness. If you visit some church, they have a kneeler, right? The folding kneeler. So back in the day, you know, Christian, they kneeled a lot in during the service. But we don't do the kneeling anymore, right? As we skip the ritual of kneeling in church, we may also skip our attitude of obedience and humbleness to God. Maybe because we think, we think, God is so close. God is our Father. So maybe we we don't have to kneel before our Father because we are close. But sometimes we have to be careful because we may abuse the love of God, the intimacy of God, our Father, with our Father by disregarding our attitude internal attitude of obedience and humbleness. And Paul also talks about, the points out, our God is the only and true God for all people. Our God is not just for Methodists or Mennonites, but our God is for entire human race. Jesus died. God created for all people, and Jesus died for all people. Yes, some people, they believe different religion. They choose wrong way. But God created them. God still loved them. So we are all His. And our duty We must go to church as we must go and witness making disciples. In other words, claiming every human being as his. We tell them, you are his. You are not yours. You are his. That's the message of church. The second specification is strength. Of inner being. Apostle Paul prays that out of his glorious riches, he may, God may strengthen us 
with power through His Spirit in our inner being, so that Christ may dwell in our heart through faith. And I pray that you, we, being rooted and established in love. So, once again, church's specifications are not about external features, how big the congregation we are, and how beautiful our sanctuary is, but for the strength of inner being of each one of us through spirit. You know, many churches want to grow, and they pray for specification of outer being. But church must pray for the strength of inner being through spirit. What are the strength of inner being through spirit? In Galatians, Paul said the fruits of inner being through spirit. Maybe you memorize in your Bible school, right? What are they? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. They're part of the specification of inner being. So, let's ask ourselves, how strong our inner being with all these categories. And how we as a first church strong with this inner strength. But what if inner being do not have those fruits of the spirit? What the church should be look like? What those Christians look like? Have you ever had this flat tire? Maybe have you, right? <laughs> right. I had a lot flat tire a long time ago, and it's not a good experience, right? Especially like scorching heat summer, you know, day on like turnpike or <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, and you know. I always worry about what if my wife just drive by herself, you know, you know, and making trip somewhere, and then by she's all alone and got a flat tire, you know. I just worry, you know. But that that never happened to my wife. But it's not a good experience. No matter how great car you have. No matter how great new tire you have, if you have a flat tire, then you can't go anywhere, right? You have to put air in it, the spirit. Some Christians just interested in having tires, just going to church on Sunday, doing church things, But if they don't check the pressure of their tire, their inner beings, keep putting air, the spirit, and then they will end up with flat tire. And then there is no power in their serving. There is no power in their ministries. 
even in worship. If we are not filled in the Spirit, in worship, there is no power. And church cannot bring life to other people. So, filled in spirit, church may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. See? This is the result. This is the result of filled in spirit, not having flat tire. Do we, First Church, have the power and know God and His love? And now Paul, closing this chapter with prayer, more like a benediction. I use actually this for benediction a lot. He said, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. What an amazing statement, right? This is who we are. And this is God we worship. Who immeasurably, more than we all ask and imagine, giving us. And this is our Father who named us. Give us every day the meaning and purpose each day. That's our Father. And this is the divine glory. And this is the message of First Church. All churches must share with the people here in Apoda and beyond. We'll sing as a closing worship today later. The blessed assurance. This is one of my favorite, the favorite. Anyone who this song is favorite for you? Anyone? Anyone like just two person, three, four, five? That's it. <laughs> well, this is a great song. But do you know the who wrote this song? This song wrote, written by a blind woman named Fanny Crosby. Maybe you heard her name. She's from New York. She became blind when she was a baby by the mistake of a doctor. But anyway, despite her life was full of tragedies, she got one daughter, and the daughter died when she was a baby. And her father died when she was a baby, too. Her life was full of tragedies and hardship as a blind woman, 1800. But she wrote over 10,000 hymns. She, wrote, she was a poet, so she wrote many poets, poems as well. 
And there are one of like, we sang, just sang, the two God be the glory. Amazing song, right? And close to thee, I'm thine, O Lord. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Jesus, keep me near the cross. On and on. So many songs she wrote for churches. And throughout the revival meeting, people sang, Christians sang her songs. I believe Fanny proved what Jesus said. Jesus said one time, For judgment I came into this world that those who do not see may see. And those who see may become blind. I believe Fanny approved this, proved this statement of Jesus. So our assurance, our assurance is not coming from seeing with the eyes, but by enlightening, enlightening by the Spirit. So, sisters and brothers in Christ, let first church be the prayer of Christ for this incredible God who loves us and gives us far more than we know or imagine. And let us pray for our community right around here and those people around us, around you, those people around you. They know this truth. This amazing God, as we feel the spirit, feel in the air, the breath of God. So let them know the first church is the foretaste of glory divine. And we are the heir of salvation, and they are the heir of salvation too, if they accept Christ. And we are, and they are the purchase of God. And we are all born of His Spirit and washed in His blood. Amen. Amen.